Welcome back to the Eat Scripture Podcast. This is Eric and Gina Robinson, and we are going through 1 Kings. We're going to be in chapter 15 today and talking about kind of um, watching these kings come up. We've just kind of finished the Jeroboam and Rehoboam reigns, and now we're going to talk about what's happening after them, who's taking over in northern Israel and who's taking over in Judah and how that's going to play itself out. And we're watching, I mean, I think it really helped me that you were just talking about how Kings, the the writer of Kings is really concerned with covenant faithfulness. Yes. So it's hitting these high notes on these Kings as to whether they're faithful Mm -hmm. to the covenant with God. Right. And that's really all that matters. Yes. So what he's not trying to give us is some kind of history of all the accomplishments of the king while he was in power. Right. He has, he has zero concern for that. He doesn't, whatever, that doesn't matter to him. He even tells you where you can go if you want to read more about luck. Right. You want to read that kind Which of we don't have, actually. But... Yeah, which we don't <laughs> have it. Yeah, exactly. We've never uncovered that. So it's not know. our book of chronicles. Like it says, go to the chronicles of the books of, you know, yes, these kings. like 15. Um, 1523 if you want to see it we'll go across right. it today but yes he'll say that kind of thing but that's not our book of that's chronicles our, book our of chronicles. chronicles is really following the line of judah, judah. the kings of judah correct yeah. and giving us a little bit more insight into their reigns yes then this will give us yes but kings is very um concerned with just this covenant faithfulness that's right. Whether they walked this in the ways of the Lord. Walking with God, yeah, exactly, or not. And so that really helped me because it's a little confusing yes. sometimes while we're doing this and what what we're supposed to be watching for. And another thing to remember um, then, because of what you're saying there, so kings, because of that, because of what you just said, kings obviously is covering both kings of Judah and kings of Israel. Right. And the way it's going to cover them is to cover them chronologically. Yes. So that's why sometimes we'll get, we might get two Judaite kings in a row, and then we'll get an Israelite king, and then we'll get another Judaite king, and then we'll get three Israelite kings. And and we're like, wait, there's no rhyme or reason. Why isn't it just <laughs> and it can going get back very and forth confusing. or something like that? Yeah. So and, be sure you're listening to whether they're kings of Judah or Israel. Yes. And maybe if your Bible, if you're, if you have a study Bible, it'll probably have a list of the kings probably. of Israel and Judah, and that might help you keep it straight a little bit. But find yourself a list. Lots of things online yes. that will be helpful to you, so that you right. can kind of keep that straight. Because it's really hard to uh, keep it. And even when I'm reading, I just get really confused. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. We were talking about this guy a while back, and now we're talking about him again mm-hmm. because he was reigning at the same time as this other they just don't all line up just right. perfectly they don't exactly so. um and so so that so that if we get to like we're going to today a king with a particularly long reign say in judah and then we're going to see it turns out we're going to see several israelite kings one after another after that right for short they times will reign for shorter times um and that Judaite king will still be on the throne. Right. So So every time it will say something about and they fought with this these two kings fought or something like you know, that. Yeah, all through their lives or whatever. That. Yeah. So it just helps to kind of know 
what's going on here, I think. Yeah. Anyway, let's get started. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to start in 15.1 and we're going to start reading about this will be the son of Rehoboam uh, is who Abijam is because he's going to reign in Judah. He's a Judiac king. So this will be, remember Rehoboam, Jeroboam, they were our first two kings of the split kingdom. Mm -hmm. So now we're just going to start walking through the different lines that that are over these split kingdoms uh, and, and walk through those. So it's going to start us off now with Rehoboam's son, Abijah. And what's confusing about that, I just have to say, because I'm looking at my Bible, and it starts out now in the 18th year of King Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, Abijah began to reign over Judah. Judah. So it's telling us that Rehoboam is reigning over Israel, North Israel, and has been for 18 years. He's still in power. No, Jeroboam. Jeroboam, I'm sorry. See? So confusing. this is the problem. (laughs) So Jeroboam has been reigning in North Israel for the last 18 years. He's still reigning over North Israel, and that's when Abijah comes to power in Judah. Rehoboam's off the throne. Rehoboam is leaving. He's dying. He's off the throne. So. Okay. All right, maybe we can keep this straight. No problem. <laughs> Let's go. We'll start reading in 1 Kings 15, 1, and go through verse 8. Now, in the 18th year of King Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, Abijam began to reign over Judah. He reigned for three years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Ma'akah, the daughter of Abishalom, and he walked in all the sins that his father did before him, and his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem, setting up his son after him and establishing Jerusalem, because David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and did not turn aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. Now, there was a war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all the days of his life. The rest of the acts of Abijam and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? And there was war between Abijam and Jeroboam. And Abijam slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. And Asa his son reigned in his place. This is a... <laughs> unfortunately, bad way to continue the line that we've already seen started uh, in Judah. Rehoboam was not good, and now we have second. Maybe we have a want to go in with a tiny bit of hope, but that gets dashed pretty much right away um, because we can see in verse 3 that he is still doing all the sins that his father did before him, and his heart's not wholly true, wholly true, which is a phrase that we have seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was used of Solomon himself. God told him, God told Solomon to stay wholly true to him uh, and ask for their hearts to stay wholly true back in 1 Kings 8, 61. And then in 1 Kings 11, 4, though, we found out that he had not stayed wholly right. true, that Solomon had not. He did for for some time. Yeah, for some time. But couldn't continue. Right, exactly. So in 1 Kings 15, 3 here, we find out that, okay, neither has this uh, 
king stayed holy true being in the same line but not being holy true to the lord just like solomon was a holy true right he reigned um, for three years yep it tells us his mother's name yes gives us mom's name which we were talking about really uh seems to be only with the kings of judah are we getting mother's names seems like i haven't looked at every one of them but definitely in this book first kings for mm-hmm. sure second kings i haven't uh, plumb the depths there but yeah seems like we're trying to keep our mind on he's trying to keep our mind on Judaic kings when he's talking about their mothers so here he names the mother Maaka, daughter of Abishalom um, we'll consider her again in a minute but um, right now yes we know that we know whose mom is and um, then we're reminded that the only reason yes that God continues to abide with mm-hmm. <laughs> these kings of Judah mm-hmm. and let it, let this line go on is mm-hmm. because of his love for David. And David yes. was had his heart on him. Yes. And then here, although it hasn't said this in other places, it tells us except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. Right. So I it re- reminds us that David wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. It mentions David more than once, but it doesn't always mention this big failing, but it right. does here mentioned right. this huge failing of his with, with the Uriah Hittite matter. Um, and so we're kind of wondering, well, why, why throw that in now mm-hmm. of all things? But I think we might have a hint, uh, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a little bit too. Right. We're not quite there. But yes, what you said already, verse 4, is so much about um, the fact that David was covenant faithful. Yes. He was covenant faithful. Yes. Look, he didn't do everything right, but his heart stayed on God and that was the big deal that was what God wanted I think to me that means um, he was open to correction Mm -hmm. (laughs) when he did get off track and God called him on it and he did Yeah, he was always um, willing Mm -hmm. to surrender to God and be corrected yeah yeah huge part of the deal. I mean, it's not because you did perfect in your life, but, but yeah, David was always willing to come back, repent, turn his heart toward God, ask for God's forgiveness. That was huge. Right. Huge. Okay, so he references that, and then he tells us that, you know, there's other acts of Abijam, verse 7, the rest of the acts of, the Abijam, of Abijam, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? Like we've already said, he's not even going to get into that. i got no time for that. You can go mm-hmm. read that other book if you want to. That's fine. So I'm sorry. Put that down. That's he's not concerned. what I'm focused on. Right. He's he doesn't even tell anything. us what all Abijam did wrong. Yeah. He doesn't even. It's just the fact that he didn't stay true to the Lord. Right. That's, that's a, He wasn't covenant faithful. Yep. That's what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... So I get in verse 6 that Rehoboam and Jeroboam warred all the days of his life. So I'm considering it's, him as a young a boy growing weird, up yeah. watching his you know, watching his father war at war constantly with a, a fellow Israelite. Mm-hmm. And then it gives us that note in verse 7. Uh, everything that he did, written in the other right. book. And then ends verse 7, and there was war between Abijam and Jeroboam. So he carried on the war. He just followed in his dad's footsteps, just trying to war, war, war with his fellow Israelites uh, who right. were to the north. And so sad as that is, this is what this kind of war and hatred of one another breeds. Um, and then it tells us he slept with his fathers and they buried him in the city of David. 
and then Asa, his son, gets to reign in his place. Verse 15. Or okay. After, I'm sorry, verse 8. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that, that's it. And that's all he wants to tell us. That's, so, this is this short little right part there. about Abijam who yep. came after Rehoboam. Yep. That's all we get. Okay. So, now we'll go into uh, our next king, who's also going to be a king of Judah. So This so, Asa that we've just been introduced to, mm-hmm. who is Abijam's son. That's right. That's what we're about to find out about him. And that's tell. This is what this tells us is well, Rehoboam. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeroboam is still on the throne in the north, which is why he's giving us another king of right. Judah right now. Jeroboam's still up there, so we know that this king is going to reign during Jeroboam's reign, also, or he comes to the throne during Jeroboam's reign. So let's start reading in verse nine, and we're going to go through verse twenty-four. Just cover the the whole of Asa's reign. Okay. In the twentieth year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Asa began to reign over Judah, and he reigned forty-one years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Maacah, the daughter of Abishalom. And Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as David his father had done. He put away the male cult prostitutes out of the land and removed all the idols that his fathers had made. He also removed Maacah, his mother, from being queen mother because she had made an abominable image for Asherah. And Asa cut down her image and burned it in the brook Kidron. But the high places were not taken away. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was wholly true to the Lord all his days. And he brought into the house of the Lord the sacred gifts of his father and his own sacred gifts, silver and gold and vessels. And there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. Baasha, king of Israel, went up against Judah and built Ramah, that he might permit no one to go out or come in to Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa took all of the silver and the gold that were left in the treasuries of the house of the Lord and the treasuries of the king's house and gave them into the hands of his servants. And king Asa sent them to Ben-Hadad, the son of Tabrimon, the son of Hezion, king of Syria, who lived in Damascus, saying, Let there be a covenant between me and you, as there was between my father and your father. Behold, I am sending to you a present of silver and gold. Go, break your covenant with Baasha, king of Israel, that he may withdraw from me. And Ben-Hadad listened to king Asa, and sent the commanders of his armies against the cities of Israel, and conquered Ejon, Dan, Abel, Beth, Maacah, and all Chinaroth, and all the land of Naphtali. And when Baasha heard of it, he stopped building Ramah, and he lived in Tirzah. Then King Asa made a proclamation to all Judah. None was exempt, and they carried away the stones of Ramah and its timber with which Baasha had been building. And with them, King Asa built Geba of Benjamin and Mizpah. Now the rest of the acts of Asa, all his might and all that he did and the cities that he built, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? And in his, but in his old age, he was diseased in his feet 
And Asa slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David his father. And Jehoshaphat his son reigned in his place. Sorry, that was a lot of names. Sorry, guys. That's okay. You did good. <laughs> you did good. Uh, we are now, as we're reading this and we're concerned with Asa, of course, one of the first things we notice is that he seems to be finally a pretty good king. I know. It's kind of weird to read for the first time yeah. in a while that Asa did what he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. That's right. Absolutely. He, just like David. Yeah. The idols and the male cult prostitutes and he even kicked his mom out from being the queen mother because uh, she made this Asherah image and worshipped it and he's so upset with her. So she's out now. Which we probably should address that too. This is not the first time we've heard Ma'akah, the daughter of Abishalom. No. Unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's very weird. Yeah. So if we go back up to verse 2, it tells us that, wait a second, Abijam's mother's name was Ma'akah, the daughter of Abishalom. And then in verse 8, 15.8, it says, ends with and Asa his son reigned in his place naturally that's what would happen King's so gone, Asa's parents place. are Abijam or Abijam. Abijam I don't know why I said that different and, and Ma'aka yes in verse 10 Ma'aka is his mom wait a second Ma'aka is Abijam's mom yep it sure is that's what it says in 15.2 which tells us that Abijah must have slept with his mother in order to father to father his son uh, Asa. Asa. Ick. Ick. Ick, <laughs> ick, ick. This is gross. And we know she wasn't a good person. No, obviously yes. she's not a good person and she's leading, leading Israel astray. He gets really upset. Asa gets really upset with her, kicks her out from being the queen mother and, and cuts down the astral pulse He's really establishing Yahwism again, or reestablishing Yahwism um, as, a, as the primary, as the religion of Israel. He's very serious about it, it seems. And so this is a good thing, it seems, uh, and we're happy to see this. His heart it was wholly true, it tells us in verse 14. Uh, uh, tells us his heart was true to the Lord all his days, yeah. although that's a bit of a stretch. Um, may have been more like a colloquial way of talking because it truly was. it's not quite. Yeah, it's more like most of his days, it seems like. Yeah. But uh, it's his yeah. all of his days, so I, right. I don't know. Yeah, we just have to we have to wonder how the, how the phrase got. And used. the reason we can say that is because he took the gold and silver yes. out of the Lord's house right. to so, go make a covenant with Ben Hadad. With a foreign king for help on the battlefield. Right. Instead of looking to God himself. That's right. Exactly. He was making alliances with God's stuff. Yes. Oh. We're using God's money even to make those alliances. I mean, he shouldn't have made the alliance in the first place, but then to use God's money to do it, to take the treasury money out of the temple right. and give it to this foreign king. Oh, that's the Lord. People have given that to the Lord, but he's not. And we couldn't. Like, because we don't have a lot of detail here, mm -hmm. we could miss that, except yes. that what you said, if you read the story in Chronicles about Asa, 
yes. it's much clearer that he really that this was, was not doing the right thing. Yeah, right. very clear. Chronicles makes it very clear. It gives us a lot more words about Ace's reign. It makes it very clear this is outside of the realms of where he should go. Now, because kings rights like it does with both northern kingdom kings and Judaite kings and and is really kind of juxtaposing the two nations mm -hmm. as they go through mm -hmm. history, then maybe in a sense you're going to look at Asa and say, okay, he but was comparatively, to the he's certainly, yes, faithful to the covenant where others are not. Well, yeah, I mean, in that way you would say, yes, he had a much, much better uh, reign with a lot more attentiveness to what Yahweh wanted and wanted to cut down the bad idols and, you know, reestablish Yahwism. All of that's great. But at the same time, by including this, by including verse 16 and following, this author, who we know is concerned with covenant faithfulness, has to be telling us something here. Mm -hmm. And what he's telling us is that you've already brought it up. We read little notes like, oh, you got the money from where? Mm -hmm. The treasuries of the house of yeah, the Lord? Oh, wait sound, a second. That can't be right. That's a, wait. That's, a, that's a clue. That's not good. Uh, and so we get... And then we find out he was diseased in his feet at the end of his life. Right. And Which is an important note here. Yeah, he's putting uh, that in here like it's know. important for us. And so we have to, okay, these are clues that the Judei, or the Judei, that the Chronicles writer will elaborate on at length. He's not going to elaborate on them, but he is giving us just enough to know, okay, things aren't perfect during right. this reign. Which is maybe why he introduced... Uh, brought in that little point about except for the matter of Uriah the Hittite with David oh I think and I think maybe that yeah that may be a part of this and it's certainly a part of Abijam's reign right. Abijam who was being sin. contrasted with David and then brought that part in in 15.5 and we were wondering why why would he say except for the matter of Uriah the Hittite well Abijam had huge sexual sin for him too Right. Just like David did. He was um, sleeping with his mother. Sleeping in, in, yeah, this dude's sleeping with his mother. Uh, and so, so sex, the sexual sin of that. Asa comes from that. So like you're saying, there's an allusion to, that's what wound up David's line going so completely off track. You know, that's one of the right. problems that was going to happen. Your, your line will always have bloodshed. There'll always be one against another. And that's, we see Asa here already he's coming come into the world through that bad way and um, and there's trouble there's gonna it's gonna cause trouble it's gonna be problematic right um well that's that's those are the big deal that's the big deal that this author is trying to convey as we walk through this piece i think and so so we are reading just remember that as you're reading all of these kings you're reading for covenant faithfulness what's he really saying what does he want right. why does he include this and it's because okay he has he has been faithful to Yahweh, but he isn't here in the making of this covenant with a foreign king. So even though, yes, did he accomplish the task that he wanted to accomplish in the world to get this, get Asa off his back, or I'm sorry, Asa get Baasha off his back, uh, stop building like he was up north. Yeah, he did get him to stop that building on the border so that he right. could keep people from going south into Judah. He got that stopped. But at what cost it was a covenant right. probably wound up being a covenant problem right. and i think i want to just stick in here that we don't know who baasha is here he's right, introduced baasha king of israel mm -hmm. last we knew uh nadab mm -hmm. the son of 
Well, actually, Jeroboam was still on the throne when Asa came to the throne. Yeah, but there had been a mention that Nadab reigned after Jeroboam oh. when we talked last time. So at least we knew that was coming. But we don't know anything about this Baasha. But we will find out in this next We're section. We're about to find out. So, but it is confusing when you're reading it. Because I was reading it going, yeah, yeah who is Baasha? Yeah. So. But because, like we already said, yes, I know you're already saying this, but because Asa comes to the throne before Baasha, we get to know about it before. Even though right. we don't know. So, yeah. We're going to have to play catch up now. And, and we see here Asa reigned for 41 years. So it's going to have a lot of... Israelite kings. Israelite kings during that time. Yes. That are going to yes. reign for shorter periods of time. So, That's right. Okay, we'll move on to that. Okay. So we're starting in verse 25 and going through verse 32. Nadab, the son of Jeroboam, began to reign over Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah, and he reigned over Israel two years. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father and in his sin, which he made Israel to sin. Baasha, the son of Ahijah of the house of Issachar, conspired against him, and Baasha struck him down at Gibeathon? Gibeathon. Gibeathon. <laughs> which belonged to the Philistines, for Nadab and all of Israel were laying siege in Gibbethon. So Baasha killed him in the third year of Asa, king of Judah, and reigned in his place. And as soon as he was king, he killed all of the house of Jeroboam. He left to the house of Jeroboam not one that breathed, until he had destroyed it, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by his servant Ahijah the Shilonite. Shilonite. sorry. It was for the sins of Jeroboam that he sinned, and that he made Israel to sin, and because of the anger to which he provoked the Lord, the God of Israel. Now, the rest of the acts of Nadab and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Israel? And there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. Yes. Now, he does not, this author is not going to give us one specific thing that Nadab does yeah. during his two years. Well, two years is a very long time. No, it's a short time. It's a short right. amount of time. But if you were talking about a king and you're trying to make him out to be somebody, and like we all do in our, you know, histories of king, we would never, you know, a president doesn't just be a president for two years and then we write a whole book about all the presidents and, and their uh, time in office and we don't include one thing that they did, a treaty they were a part of, a, right. you know, a, you know, right. something, something they did him. for the social structure of America or whatever. We would never do that. And they wouldn't do that either. Except this author, he doesn't care. He doesn't, mm-hmm. there's not one thing that he's yeah. going to point to specifically. This king was not faithful to the covenant. That's and that's right. all that matters. Verse 26, he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father in the sin which he did and in the sin which he made. Right. That's what you need to know. Right. And... Yeah. And then Baasha gets raised up. This because person. of that sin, he caused Israel to sin. Yes, right. He causes Israel to sin that way. So Baasha gets raised up. He's the guy who gets raised up by God to conspire and throw down uh, Nadab. Really? From being A coup, because he's not in, in the line of Jeroboam at all. Nope, not at so all. He so he just comes out of nowhere. This is not the same Ahijah. Right. 
So a different dynasty is coming to the throne. The first dynasty that was in um, North Israel, Jeroboam's line, is now going to be removed. This is Which it. is exactly what we talked about in the last podcast. Yep. The last chapter talked all about that's what God said was going to happen. Yep. Chapter and it 14, is exactly happening. And here it is. Yes, this is the fulfillment of 1414, mm-hmm. God's pronouncement. So he strikes him down, like you said, comes out of nowhere, the Saku. Baasha strikes him down at Gimathon when everybody's in it, when he's leading the battle against the Philistines, Baasha strikes him down. And this happens in the third year of Asa, king of Judah. And then as soon as, uh, as soon as he was king, he kills the house of Jeroboam. So that's what Baasha does. He's going to destroy all the males of that line. In other words, no one will have a chance to step forward and challenge his reign so now that he's in power this is his chance to to, you know chance to shine his opportunity uh, to be the one to lead israel and but god's just using him this way to bring judgment on israel or on jeroboam's line and so sure enough that's what he's doing but it's going to be, you know, we'll find out in a little bit that it's going to be, it's still going to be bad. Things are still going to be bad. Um, but then we find he just closes with verse 31, the rest of the acts of Nadab and all that he did. So whatever he did do in those two years, whatever got recorded, they're written in, that's written, is that not written in the book of Chronicles of Kings of Israel? And there was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, all their days. That's what I need to know. They just keep fighting against each other. God's yes, people. God's people tearing each other up north versus south all the time right. yeah that's what this is the way they parallel running through history just fighting each right. other which i i find interesting i'm just gonna i know we're really running out of time here but because we started out this book talking about how solomon's reign was a picture of the church yes absolutely and now the church has been divided yes it got greedy and it got power hungry and Lustful. And we're fighting against each other, mm-hmm. and I feel like yes, and that's we're seeing this. that in our very today. Today, that's what we see in church. It's been today, going on all go. this time, but yeah. um, in different ways and different times. But yeah. um, definitely, so much infighting. Yes, that we can't accomplish. Yes, agree. Anything good for God. I do think this is a type of that. I think you're pointing directly at what I think this is a type of. So I'm glad you say that because yes, when we're reading Kings, we're reading the story, unfortunately, reading the story of how God's people throughout history have, unfortunately, what's happened when, when we've tried to do something on our own, Mm -hmm. we wind up splitting, we wind up fighting each other. This is just a type of the way mm-hmm. God's people act throughout history. When because they it's God's people, and we're God's people today. Uh, yeah, that's right. Any, we're know, the new we Israel. Be surprised. Yeah, exactly. That's right. We're the new Israel. We're reading our own history here and our own prophecy about where, right. we, where we are right now. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going to, we can learn a lot from this because we can go, okay, this is our tendency. It makes what me so do? sad. What do we do to stop yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah, doesn't mean we can't. Pockets of good come out of it because we right. see it. We we do better sometimes in pockets. Mm-hmm. You'll see the church we've do seen much that. better. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but but throughout history, we're kind of this is what will happen when we continue to get on our focus on ourselves and what we want instead of what God wants in His ways. Yeah. Well, right. 
Really glad you joined us again today. I realized that was a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of a bummer of a chapter, um, but you know we're gonna we're heading towards some great stuff with Elijah and Elisha coming. Um, we're gonna go. We have another chapter to go through as we move toward that when we get into the Amrit dynasty, which will be a significant moment for us as we move that way in chapter 16. So join us for next time. We'll continue to walk through this. We look forward to your participation with us in any way you like. If you want to send us a note or anything at any time, that would be great. And uh, thanks for sharing the podcast. We will look forward to talking to you again soon. God bless.